What's up, everyone, and welcome to the show. Before we get this episode started, I want to talk to you guys about Ready Nutrition. Ready Nutrition is for athletes who love to outwork the odds. They are a sports nutrition brand that not only has great products, but more importantly, has a great message, and that is why I am super grateful to be working with them as a brand ambassador. Anyone that knows me knows that I am very particular about what I put into my body. I want minimal ingredients, no sugar, all natural and high protein foods that help fuel my workouts and my day, and Ready Nutrition is exactly that. They have a full lineup of supplements like protein powder, protein bars, protein puffs, and protein water. The Ready Protein Water is one of the most unique items I've ever seen. There is no sugar, 1 gram of carbs, 0 grams of fat, and 15 grams of protein per bottle. They are the perfect pre or post workout drink or if you just need a snack with extra protein. Oh, and they taste amazing. I want to work with brands who share the same values as me, and Ready Nutrition does exactly that. Hard work conquers all, and it's not about where you start, it's about where you finish. I have a special offer for all my listeners. If you go to readyismade.com and use my referral code, ANTHONYP20, you can save 20% off your first order. Then, once you love the product as much as I do, you can go back to readyismade.com and order more while using my code in the referral box when you get to checkout. This will help support me and also help Ready Nutrition know who sent you. I wouldn't recommend a product if I didn't fully believe in it, so head to readyismade.com and try it out today. That's readyismade.com, R-E-A-D-Y-I-S-M-A-D-E. Dot com and use my referral code Anthony P twenty A N T H O N Y P twenty to save twenty percent off your first order and then when you go back enter my code again in the referral box and that shows that you support me and it also shows that you support Ready Nutrition. I appreciate it. Um, I think you guys are gonna love the products just as much as I do. I definitely would give it a try, especially the protein water. It's one of the one of the best products I've ever used, and, and I've used a lot over the course of my life. I appreciate you guys. Let's dive into the episode. Welcome back to the show. I got a bunch of guests today. First ever basketball trainer roundtable we'll get, we're going to start doing. So I got... Christian Kesmarski, he is the founder of CK4 Basketball. I got Peter Daniliv, he's the founder of 9010 Training. I got Ryan Rizuki, and I got Gabe Macias, the founder of Game Time Elite Training. So first things first, I appreciate all you guys for taking the time and to uh, hop on here and talk some basketball. For sure. Yeah, all right, so we, we got a couple little topics we want to dive into. First one I want to you know talk to you guys about, we got a – a couple Q&As, too, that we're going to get to at the end, but we're going to talk about a few topics first. So the first topic we kind of want to talk about is, like, why do basketball trainers, like independent guys like ourselves, why do we have a bad, like, reputation amongst coaches? Like, it could be, like, high school coaches, college coaches, whatever. I, In my opinion, I'll give my opinion first, I think – it's two main things it's the communication you know with the staff like showing that that we're trying to help them and and not trying to like 
you know, coach kids on the side and kind of like take, you know, take our advice and tell them not to listen to their coaches and, and all that. And then I think like a lot of guys, like they're just not invested enough. You know what I mean? Like I think a lot of guys just kind of want to make a quick buck and, and don't really care about the kids. And I think a lot of coaches are kind of more familiar with guys like that versus guys, you know, like us who really are invested in, you know, we love what we do. So like, I'll start with you, CK. Like, like what do you, what's your thought on that? Uh, I think it definitely varies between high school and college coaches. Like in my, like where I'm at in Pittsburgh, like high school coaches are, are mostly cool with me. I think, uh, you know, a lot of them kind of a high school coach around where I'm at at a public school is not making like a crazy amount of money. So like the fact that someone else will take their kids and make them better is like cool with them. But then like in terms of the college, I mean, I just think it's, it's that whole like you're ours and nobody else's mentality that the NCAA kind of has right now. It's like, you know, I actually had to meet with a compliance office like two weeks ago about training the guys um, at their school. And I just think it's, I think we just have a, a very, I don't want to say it's a bad relationship with coaches. I think it's just like muddy waters. I think it's just, you know, they, they think, they think we're like out to get them because they don't have their hands on it. Like they don't, they're not in the gym with me and, and a college guy saying like, Hey, work on this, work on this, work on this. And I think it's just like, it scares them a little bit that we're teaching them from my experience, I guess to make it short is like every college coach thinks I'm trying to make their guy like a one-on-one don't run the offense basketball player. And like, in reality, I'm trying to do the complete opposite. I think it's like every coach thinks that like, yeah, I'm just going to like mess with their system or like try to make their guy just like better one-on-one. Uh, I mean, I'm sure everyone's situation is different, but that's, you know, that's where I'm at. Yeah, you know no, I mean? no, yeah, I feel that. So, Peter, Peter, what do you think about that? Yeah, bro, I think CK, like, really hit it on the head, though, with that. Like, so I kind of, like, I think a year and a half ago ran, ran into some issues with, like, NCAA, too, because at that time I didn't have any idea that you can't train on campus. So I was just mm-hmm. kept going on campus training guys, but then I kind of got hit by one of the coaches, and he like, yo, you can't do that. And then I started doing some research on that, and I didn't know that Kevin Ali got fired from UConn because of outside trainers on campus. So that was yep. like one of the biggest issues. So that was like, I did not know about that at all. So like then, even though when I would go to, to like uh, campus, I would not post about it. It would just be like really low key. So like, and I still see to this day a lot of guys go on campus, post a lot of stuff about that. And I know coaches see that, so coaches get pissed. And then I'll probably say number two is like, like what is the ratio of a good trainer to a bad trainer? Like I'll probably say it's like it's not really good. And a lot of, a lot of trainers now they just do a lot of like bunch of ISO moves really with all these guys. And and like CK said, a lot of coaches at, at NCAA level get pissed because. They don't have their hands on it, and they're really big about that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, does, yeah. Does. I know. I feel you. I feel so. Ryan, what do you think about that? They both hit a pretty good point as far as just like not wanting you know other people in their players' ears. You know, the last thing that they want is to have their players try to play outside their system and do a bunch of things that are going to continue to you know not allow them to play within the system and the role and what they need to do. You know, they don't need a catch and shoot guy coming off the bounce and trying to cross you up four times and then hit a pull-up step back. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. just simply that. But as far as just, um, you know, simply egos itself is like, you know, they want to make sure that they have their, 
their hands on the player, not anybody else let you know anyone else touch them. Um, but honestly, for me, I don't really have no issues with that. I mean, all, a lot of the, the high school coaches here, they happily send their players my way. They even bring their whole teams. Um, as far as colleges, I really don't deal with it too much. I focus mainly on the youth. So, so like, let, let me ask you this before we go on to Gabe, like Ryan. So, like, in, in your situation, do you think that like the communication, like with coaches, would help like this problem? Oh, absolutely. But I mean, I've, I've done a really, really good job, um, you know, personally for myself, just trying to form and frame um, my training to not be. And I and I know that you know we can say gimmicky this and gimmicky that and reality it's all just I mean, accountability it's not gimmicky but the way people view it and, and see it I've, i made sure that i got the respect from you know the the people in my community here at least in san diego that you know any anybody who talks about me is not going to talk about me as a you know anything other than a good trainer so i mean that that just the way i present myself is one but the communication as well as two yeah i love that all right gabe gabe you're the last one what do you think yeah i mean everybody pretty much gave some some really good points uh one thing i got to add is like something I see on social media a lot is a lot of coaches bash on the trainers for not giving the players game like situations. Like they, they always bash on, Oh, that's not game realistic. You can't do that in a game, blah, blah, this, blah, blah, that. That's pretty much like one of the, one of the big issues I see on uh, Twitter right now, actually. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Now, so like we kind of hit that. I think that was a good, you know, a good talking point. Now, kind of going off what Gabe just said with social media, like it, I wanted to hear your guys' opinions. Like what are the biggest pros and cons like of social media? Because we all know that like social media is huge for like what we do, like whether or not we like it or not, like it's good, you know, like it helps us out. I think the biggest pro, I think, and I think you guys would agree, in my opinion, is just the idea that you get to kind of showcase your work. You know what I mean? Like you get to showcase what you're doing with players and and how you're going about your business. And then I think yeah. the con of that though could be like, what are you more worried about? Like, are you more worried about like getting likes on Instagram and likes on Twitter, or are you more worried about like developing the player? And I think there's like a fine line between and everyone in this group, honestly, outside of me, I, I'll be I'll be honest, I don't do a good job of being as you know uh, active on Instagram as I should be. But you guys are killing like Instagram with the content as far as that goes. So like, I just think the biggest thing with me would be like, are you more worried about like? having the phone in the kids' faces and, like, all that. Like, that could be a con, in my opinion. Like, CK, what do you, what do you think about that? Uh, I just think, like, in terms of, of the training world, I mean, everything you said is true. Now, on the other end of that is, like, just like with any business, like, in 2020, like, you have to be on social media. There's, you know, there's there's no more, you know, not being on it, like, I, I know like antique stores in Pittsburgh now are on Instagram. Like you would never expect that. So like you, before you list the pros and cons that have to be thrown out there, like you have to be on there. Like that's part of the training world. Like at the end of the day, half the battle is, is you know, who's in the gym with you is, is like something that I, you know, I've seen a ton of success for. And when I was on your podcast, just by myself, we talked about it a lot. Like, you know, I was doing a really good job training, um, around the city, like, you know, made it a career. And then, you know, you get Brawny in the gym one time and like, it became like a full-time thing. And without social media, that probably would have never happened. Now, the other, other side of that is I know a million guys who just kind of run around with the camera and, you know, almost base their workouts based off of what looks cool on camera. And I think when you start, 
dipping into how you're working with a player in order just to look cool for Instagram, I think that's when it becomes like a problem. Like, I don't think there's any problem with taking five minutes out of an hour workout and, and saying to the kid, Hey, I'm going to get this on video. I really want to post this. And I think in this group, uh, you know, in this current talk we're having, like you're talking to some of the guys, you know, not besides myself, like these are some of the best in the world at doing that. You know, like, Peter, that's really how I, how I started connecting with you because you know, mm-hmm. I, I saw, you know, I saw how good of a job you do with that, and mm-hmm. you know, that that's I don't think there's problem there. Now I do think, you know, a con in our eyes, you know, not not from the outside perspective is like, you know, almost giving away too much, um, you know, because at the end of the day, if kids stop coming to your gym, then, you know, you don't make any money. There's nowhere to go now. You know, they. I could go on on anyone in this page, on anyone in this group's page right now, and form a workout. You know, just based off the videos. Yeah. Now, what you don't get is the eyes and the ears, and do this, do that. So, I mean, I, th- I think it's, I think it's, it's not necessarily what's pros and cons. I think it's just more so like having a balance and understanding that like it's needed. Like you have to have the balance of playing the game and then remaining yourself and remaining, you know, your business. You know, you got to play the game a little bit. I mean, yeah, it sucks, but it's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I love that. Peter, what do you you think? Man, honestly, like CK just said, like, a really important thing about, like, almost giving away too much. And I kind of had that same thought, like, a year ago. But then I was kind of thinking about it. I was like, if I'm not going to post, somebody else is going to post. I just think right now, in today's day, there is no such thing as, like, an undiscovered move or, like, drill that nobody knows about. I just think it's just, like, how can you really teach it? And are you good at it? Like, I just think that there is no such thing as, like, nobody hasn't posted it yet. Like, everybody's giving away so much free content. And a lot of it is really good content. But, like, with pros to social media is, I just think, like, all of our equipment and our gym is came from our Instagram. Like, from, like, different sponsorships and all that. Something that I probably wouldn't be able to afford, like, on my own. Like, having, like, two doctor dishes and then, like, all the recovery stuff and and all the other stuff like that literally all came from social media from like our Instagram engagement. So that was kind of really big for us. I think cons is just, like I said, there's a lot of good like info on Instagram and there is a lot of bad stuff on Instagram, a lot of bad training videos, a lot of bad stuff like, uh, like that. And like from my personal standpoint, like with social media, I just find myself sometimes like waste too much time on like pointless stuff. Just like sit on the couch, like like scroll through Instagram pointlessly back and forth. So sometimes I kind of like guilty of that. But like other than that, I think like CK said, you got to have you got to have Instagram. You got to have freaking TikTok, dude. Like I hate that platform, but like but but you got to have it because I think TikTok is going to like like gradually phase out instagram soon so yeah so i think i think social media is definitely a must and it just depends on how you use it so, yeah yeah 100 percent, ryan i know you're killing it what do you think yeah so actually um <clears throat> i've learned so much just in the past couple of years about social media and um you know honestly you can never give away too much free information so that's number one you can give all that shit away because i'm oh, sorry i don't know if i can cuss <laughs> oh no you're good <laughs> uh, okay. yeah no sorry, you're good i'm just real i'm just real and that's oh, not no 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 you're good um, yeah stay organic cool, cool. stay organic <laughs> okay yeah so, so you can give all that shit away um because it's, it's out there you know and 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 
there's no reason not to. And if anyone's going to ever buy a program that you put out in the future, they're going to invest in that program and they'll actually listen to every single detail that you teach in a program that they paid for. But there's so much free information out there. We're all fighting for attention. So just post it all. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, your quality is going to get better the more that you learn about it. Now, the, the next thing that actually has really changed my mindset a lot, it's unfortunate because I really could care less about being, you know, popular celebrity, this, that, et cetera. But speaking with I Love Basketball TV, um, you know, I just partnered with them. I'm going to run their camps. And so they told me all these things like, hey, listen, like, you know, we got da, da, da. I'm not going to disclose everything. But like basically the idea is if they make me a celebrity, people will pay more money to go to camps that I run. And it's just that simple because, you know, if they see my training as some and I, and I know for a fact that there's some other trainers out there that have three, four hundred followers or no Instagram at all. And they're probably just as good as I am. And I know for like, I'm not saying I'm not good because I'm I'm incredible. I know I'm an amazing trainer, but I know that there's some dudes out there, Instagramless dudes or with a couple hundred followers or whatever, that they're all so incredible. And because my marketing is a lot better, my business is going to be so much better just because I know how to do, you know, those simple things. But then again, I also feel like I'm I'm obligated to give back as much as possible. Um, so I really, really hone into my craft and I make sure that I'm not just a quote unquote Instagram trainer. Like I make sure that I'm not just doing all these bogus things and this and that. Like I, I really study this game so much and I put out a ton, a ton of free information. And the one platform that I find the best for all of this is YouTube because I can make, you know, six, seven, eight minute long videos and give out so much free information. That's my best content in my opinion, where I'm giving out so much free information that I'm starting to build more of a community where I can truly not only help the 200 people I see a week in my own gym, but another 30,000 people and who knows where. And if I can just help to push the culture of basketball forward, that's all pros. There's really no cons on social media if you know how to use it the right way. And I told you I I give off the perception that I'm not just an Instagram trainer, that like I really focus on making sure that I get the old heads and I post on my stories constantly and my posts constantly because I want people to know that I live this life and that I'm in the gym 360 days out of the year. So don't come at me and ask for no free training sessions. Don't come at me and ask for no this, no that. Like You see that I'm putting in the work. No one can tell me nothing because I'm posting it. I'm telling you, there's no secrets to any of this stuff. So like you're that's that number one. That's all great stuff. Number two. So like you're coming at this from like a perspective like I'm going to put out free stuff. Now, when I put out a program, you're going to see what the free stuff is like. So that program is going to be even, you know, 10 times better. Honestly, not really. I mean, no? when I put out, no, I mean, when I put out a program, the only thing that's really going to be better is probably the, the way that I deliver the content, not the actual information mm-hmm. itself. Because mm-hmm. I'm giving that. away, I'm giving away the freak, like the knowledge itself on the videos I currently have is out of this world incredible. The quality on the production is maybe what's like lacking a little bit, but people still love it because of the actual information. So if I were to put out a program, I would just raise the quality of the production. Yeah. Okay. And, and and real quick, just a question in general I have for all you guys: uh, Do all you guys shoot your content on your phone? Yeah. Hell no. yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I need to. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. That's fine. All right, Gabe. Ryan. Ryan. Are you? Is that? Are you done? Is it? You finish your thought? Are you got more? Now? Yeah. 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 I'm. I'm. I'm good. That's okay. it. I mean, okay. Okay. I, I have some videographers sometimes, but for the most part, I shoot everything on my phone. Cool. Okay. Cool. Gabe. I know. Like you know, like everyone else in here, you're killing it too. What do you think? Just, everyone's pretty much gave some great points um i guess one thing i can add to that is like another reason like i'm on social media too is because like i want to help out as many players as i can across across the world um but i think it's very important to be on social media because we're in a business and we need to build a brand too i want as many people to i want as many people as i can to to see me and, and know what i'm doing and and know that 
if they ever need anything, they can come to me and, and ask me if they if they are struggling with whatever the heck it is, and I and I can help them out. Um, everyone else pretty much pretty much covered it all. Though. Well, let, let, let me ask you this, Gabe. I know you just launched an, an online training program. Like what? Like obviously, I don't want it. I don't. You don't. Have, I don't expect like, exact numbers, but like, has it been doing pretty well, or, or what's that? What's that like right now? Um, I haven't been promoting it as much as I should be. So like right now. I mean, I only have like five members, um, but I mean, that's, that's kind of what I expected. Cause I haven't really been like, I haven't even really promoted on Instagram yet. The only place that I promoted it was pretty much Twitter and Facebook so far. Yeah. So I just, I just got to promote it a lot. Now, yeah. Ryan, do you have any online programs? Um, I actually just built one, um, with, I love basketball TV. So they're going to put it on their website and put it okay. on their channels and we'll kind of just market it together. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure. Okay. Now moving on another, another one. I got another good topic idea. So what, what is your guys's biggest pet peeve in the training industry? Like what kind of like rubs you got, you know, rubs you guys the wrong way. I think that my number one thing, and I think that you guys will all agree is like when trainers try to like take credit for like the player's success. Like yeah. uh, players play, you know, they play good and they want people giving them a pat on the back. Like, oh, you guys did that player did so good because of you. Like, I, I never like that because I ultimately believe it's the player. You know, you, you may guide them and you may help them a lot. But like ultimately you, you didn't make them. And I think and I think some guys try to, you know, attach their names to, to certain players and and try to act like they made them. Like without me, you wouldn't be anything. And uh that that's kind of my number one thing, and then the idea, just like the clout chasing, you know, like, hey, you know, I I, I worked with this guy, so I expect to be, you know, I'm better than you, and, and and all that. I never really liked that, you know. Just you know, do your thing and help develop players, but when they play a good game, you shouldn't, you know, be the one with your head held high, like, yeah, I did that. I'm the reason he played, he or she played well. Like, I think that's my biggest pet peeve. CK, what do you think about that? Um, yeah, I, I think kind of like going off what you said, I'm not a big fan of the guys who are like, they use the players they work with to determine if, you know, their level of like how, where they grade on the, on the trainer scale. Now at the same time, it's like, that is the outside perspective. Um, there's really no way to determine like, Hey, this guy's better than this guy. I mean, it's a feeling it's are you getting better do you feel like you're getting better and you know again like where i'm at in pittsburgh i work with all the the higher level and the higher name guys so everyone just kind of assumes that i'm better than this guy or that guy and i don't necessarily agree with that i mean in my head i do but i don't think that's the right way to trade i would say in terms of my biggest pet peeve i would just say it's the people who assume this is just like a quick buck and like my biggest pet peeve, and I told you, Ann, when I was on the podcast, is when people tell me, like, oh, you're so lucky you don't have a real job. <laughs> like, that, that to me is, like, when I hear that, like, my blood boils. Someone said it to me this weekend. Like, I was in the gym on Sunday from 7.30 in the morning till 6.30 at night, and I only stopped because I wanted to watch the soup. So I'm like, okay, well, you go to your job and work, you know, 11 hours straight and, and then tell me if you would you know my knees are hurting i'm like stretching on the ground like icing my knees and, and then i have people who have the decency to tell me like get a real job. like okay you go work a few hours and sit at a desk and you you think your life is just way harder than mine and 
that, that, that to me is just like the perception from people has been, you know, and I'm relatively new in this has just been like hard for me. Like I, I stopped fighting with people. Like when I first got started, people would say stuff like, when are you going to go back to school and get a real job? When are you going to do this? And I would like, let it get to me. Now I'm just like, Oh, you know, I do have a real job and it's going well. And then the other end of that too is like, guys see what I'm doing and they don't see like the work I put in. Like, Aunt, you know me better than anyone. Like, you know, for those, for those who don't know me, like I was a manager at a division once. Like, it was terrible. It was probably the worst three years of my life. Like, and you know, people don't see that side of it. You know, people don't see waking up at four in the morning, taking a city bus to work a kid out for $20 when you're first getting started. People just think it happens. And like, I'm dealing right now with like three or four guys in Pittsburgh who have tried to mimic what I'm doing. They rent out a gym or they get someone's gym and they somehow get 25 kids in the gym at, at $25. It's just like, they do the craziest stuff you could ever see. Like Peter, I know you sent guys in Pittsburgh on Instagram. Like you're like, what are these guys doing? But they still find a way to get kids. <laughs> And that—that's the piece. Me is like, why do guys who who kind of, you know, piss on the industry, find a way to get kids in the gym? It's just like, you know. Well, I, well, I think I think going off that too, and like me and Peter talked about it, and me and a ton of other guys talked about it. Like the idea of these guys like out here just trying to make a quick buck, like you just said, like that makes me really mad. Like I, cause then I talk to people and they're like, Oh yeah, yeah. We're, we're not going to come to your group session. We're going to go to his because his is cheaper. Yeah. But I have, you know, six to eight kids in the gym. He has 40 kids in the gym. You know what I mean? So like right there, like, like, like that's value right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I might be charging $20. He's charging 10, but you're not even going to get remotely even looked at. You know what I mean? Like, that makes me mad because, like, I know all of us in here, like, we take basketball seriously. Like, we love it. We love what we do. And when guys kind of almost disrespect that, it's like, man, like, what, like, th- like that. you're, like, almost degrading what we do. And, and, and that sometimes makes me upset. And I would say that, like, what I've learned, uh, like, maturity-wise has been, like, the longevity factor it's like i've seen three four five guys pop up in pittsburgh they're really relevant for like a month and then they fizzle out and then the two or three kids that of mine that would like randomly pop in their gyms end up right back at my gym four times a week so it's just like knowing in your head like keep the quality of your work and the product at a high level and then like you know the real will like always prevail like the people in the end who were meant to be doing this are still going to be there. You just got to let people like try to have their, their quick little fame for a second. And then, yeah, you know. every, everyone, everyone weeds out. If, if you're not, if you're not made for it, it eventually you'll get exposed. That, 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 like that, that's yep. the way I look at it. Peter, what do you think? I kind of piggyback off of that is how you guys were talking about is the epidemic of free. Like, I cannot tell you the amount of times I've been asked by players, by even parents, is it, like, is it free? Like, do I train free? Like, to me, that's probably one of the biggest things that I still cannot get over. Like, like all the way. Like, I'm kind of, like, at this point, I'm just ignoring it. But, to like, to this day, now do we have a gym, like, a beautiful gym with all the recovery stuff and all the equipment, all the tools, and then training and then I still have people hitting me up on a daily asking if it's free. Like, like 
you like you just have to kind of think about it like how stupid you have to really be to think that i'm paying gym rental utilities and then driving there wasting my gas and then other stuff and providing all of that for free like i just don't get that so that's to me like and i'm sure like a different state is different i'm sure it's not maybe as crazy as like in california as it is in kansas but like in Kansas, for example, like it's still like training is still not at the point to where people really view it as like a legit job. I'm sure in California, it's a little different. Like I was able to experience that with with Jordan Lawley, like how he gets big groups of kids in the gym and just parents pay ridiculous amount of money. So I think in California, it's kind of like more progressed to where in Kansas and I'm sure in Ohio, like it's still it's still kind of, you know, trying to catch up a little bit. And then my second biggest pet peeve is that players who would like come to you for like one, two sessions, then go on for like two or three months, then come back for another one, two sessions. It's just like, I don't understand like why, why even waste time and, and stuff like that. Just not having a year round commitment to that. It's kind of something that I was never able to understand. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, so, it, yeah. it, it, piggybacking off that real quick before Ryan hops in here, like what you just said is big too. Cause like, then people are mad that their that their kid didn't get any better you know like if they come if they come for like a session or two like you just said and then you don't see them for so long and then they come they're like oh why aren't they scoring more why aren't they playing varsity or why aren't they like i'm we're not magicians like it doesn't work like that you know what i mean like we can't go okay you're gonna get better and snap your fingers and you're better like i I agree with that a hundred percent like i'm happy you brought that point up like we, 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 you can't you have to commit and like if you don't want to commit that's okay it's not for everyone but then don't get mad like when you don't get the results that you want like i guess that yeah. i guess that's what i mean bro like we have tryouts here that that start first week of december and like last two weeks of november we get hella calls hella emails about hey uh can we come in and you like like you know train for like two weeks like, uh, to prepare for the basketball season. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And like, the thing to me is best players always in the gym. Like that's yep. just kind of like funny how it goes. Those who are really trying to get there, trying to get better. They usually find something to like excuse not to come in, but our top guys, they always in the gym every week. So that's just how it goes, I guess. Yep. Ryan, what about you? What do you think? Well, first of all, I kind of built my business in a way to avoid as many of those peeves as possible. So, for instance, I host about 25 classes per week, a lot of them being youth classes and, uh, and elite classes and, um, and shooting classes as well. So with the classes, they're insanely cheap. Like I'm talking 60 bucks a month, 80 bucks a month. It's so dirt cheap. that um, and, and since my gym is kind of small, really the most kids I can even have in there is 10 maximum. So these kids are paying for such a cheap workout for like really good attention, and I have another trainer there. So it's not even just me. So I, I'm making sure that the ratio is like one to four, one to five. Like it's an incredible ratio. Um, but really, and, and you know, because I care about each and every kid, and I want to make sure that they get the best development, and I make sure that they get real good results. So I try to I, I get rid of a lot of those peeves because since they're paying for such a cheap membership and they're really getting quality results they stick around for a really, really, really long time. And it almost forces them to do that um, because they're like, yeah, well, we can afford this. We can come often. And now it allows me to make them really better because I get to see them at least for, you know, once a week, twice a week, sometimes three times a week because it's so cheap. And um, 
really, I guess the only pet peeves I have is, yeah, I'm not a fan of, of trainers taking credit when they got in the gym like one or two times with a kid. I'm not cool with mm-hmm. that, but, you know, no big deal. I let it go. Um, and I'm and really, to be honest, I know you guys have been talking about the trainers a lot, um, but the parents of the kids, same idea as you guys said, is like I'm not cool with, you know, kids coming one or two times and expecting results. Like, And really, mm-hmm. a, a lot of it's a lot of it's the kids and the culture. And I'm not cool with some of the kids. Like if I, you know, if I worked on left hand layups with them one day, and uh, they come back next week and they still can't even make six out of ten left hand layups, that irks me. That bothers me because I'm like, dude, why are you wasting my time? Why are you wasting my energy? Why are you wasting your parents' money? Why are you wasting all of our time? Like, you know what your weakness is. Go home, shoot ten thousand left hand layups. Come back. Let's work on a new skill. Now we can keep progressing, keep getting better. So that's like really the only issue I have with it. But at the end of the day. Um, you know, I make sure that every kid that walks in here, I'm, I'm screaming their name, I'm dapping them up, I'm, you know, fist bumps, high fives, all this stuff, because you don't know if, I mean, obviously basketball is not going to be for all of them, but you don't know how much impact you can have on just their day-to-day life. Like, maybe they had a shitty day at school, maybe they weren't feeling so good, maybe this is the only hour that they come in and they're feeling good, so, um, you know, I kind of just focus on that with the kids, and I know over time they're going to progress, because I have a real good blueprint. I know how to develop. I've taken, you know, a kid that played no high school basketball and put him in the NBA G League. So I know I know how to develop. It's just about how how they put the work in. Now, Ryan, let me ask you this: Like, do you do a lot of like package stuff? Like, pay like a monthly rate or like like I don't want to know your numbers. That's none of my no, business. But like, but like, but like, just it's, gen- it's automatic. Like, okay, yeah. So just like generally speaking, like, are you just more of like a pa- like? Do you think that's why a lot of kids are invested because like they pay up front? Is that why or like just in general? Not only, but you know what I mean. Is that one of the main reasons no, no, no. why? It's it's automatic renewal. Okay. And, and I did that on purpose because if I said, okay, hey, here's the drop-in cost to come every week, my numbers would be so sporadic. I have one kid show up this week, five kids show up next week, 15 kids show up this week. So I say, here's your here's your class. You're locked into this class. You come every week, Monday at 5 o'clock. That's how it's going to work. And, you know, since I host 30 classes a week here and there, if a kid misses a class and they need to make it up, there's probably going to be room in another class for them to drop into if they can't. But for the most part, they just stick to their time, their day, and they come every week at the time. If they need to cancel, they can go ahead and cancel. But okay. it, it almost forces them to come every week. Okay, yeah, yeah. Very gotcha. important for me to hear right now. Uh, Gabe, 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 what do you think about that? Yeah, so one thing, you know, I, I kind of run into is I always ask my players, like, what their goals are with basketball, you know, and they'll tell me, a lot of them tell me, majority of them tell me they want to play college basketball. And then I ask them, you know, like what their work ethics like, what how much they work out and what do they do and stuff. And um, they'll tell me that they only work out when they work out with me, which is once to twice a week. You know, and then I tell them like what it takes, like they're going to need to be in the gym way more than that, like every day, two times a day, three times a day. And, and uh, they say that they want it, they're going to do it. And then maybe a couple weeks later, I ask them again, how has that been going been in the gym by yourself? And they still tell me, oh. Like, I haven't. And then, you know, their excuses is, oh, I have homework, I have this, I have that, whatever the heck it is. But at the end of the day, if you really want this, you got to put in the time. Like, you got to make – there's no excuses. Like, I was in the gym in high school waking up at 5 a.m. I was after practice in the gym. Two workouts in one day, that's not including practice. Like, kids just don't understand what it takes. And, and like, I try to – I do my best to, like, really – you know, really try to influence them and try to help them out as much as I can, but it's on them because we're only going to see them once, twice, you know? So um, I really try to do my best to, to put it into their brains that they need to get in the gym. But sometimes 
for, for most players, it, it doesn't work out. They don't understand. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. With, I think we all could agree with that. But all right, so now next one, we got like the quote unquote, like the do's and don'ts of training. Like, like what should you do? What should you try to like avoid? Like in, in ter- I think this is more like general, you know, like not as much like as far as like how you do your workouts, just in general. Like I, I, I had a couple thoughts, like my first one to like for do would be like, number one, you got to be like, you got to be yourself. Like you don't want to copy anyone. You don't want to try to be like anyone else because ultimately that's going to make you, you know, the same as someone else. And then even a lesser version of that person. Like if I'm trying to be like, you know, Ryan, and I'm trying to do the stuff Ryan's doing. I got no context on what Ryan's trying to do. Ryan's doing his thing. I'm trying to copy him. And I look dumb because I don't know what he knows. And I don't know why he's doing this and why he's doing that. So, like, I think that'd be number one. And then number two, I, I talked to someone about this the other day. Like, fully invest in every player you work with. Like, it doesn't matter if they're, like, in the third grade or if they're pros. Like, show up every day and give them the same energy and, and, you know, the same effort that you would give a pro. You know, like, I think that's important. Like, don't treat any kids or players less than anyone else. Like, and then that ultimately goes in, like, to the next point. Like, build relationships. Like, if you're you're in it just for, you know, I just want to take your money and that's that, like, that's going to be... That's going to be shown, and that ultimately is going to get you losing kids, and that's going to get you right out of business. Because, like, I think a lot of things that people don't understand about what we do, like, we got to be personable. You know, like, if, if kids don't like you, kids aren't going to come to you. You know, like, they got to they gotta like you, and they got to enjoy being around you. And I'm happy Ryan brought up the point of, like, be, you know, you never know what kids are going through. Like, th- there might be a player, he might not be very good, but that hour, you know, uh, you know, of that day, that might be the highlight of his day. Like, we don't know that. So, like, we got to make sure we give that, that same energy and effort to every kid we work with, regardless of their skill level. And then, like, obviously on the don't, I already kind of mentioned, like, don't try to copy anybody. Like, be yourself. And then another one, too, like, that I know I, I, some guys that have reached out to me, their mindset is all about the money. Like they're worried about the money. Like they, I've had actually had people like ask me like people that I'm not really cool with. Like not, not that I don't like, but people like we're not on that level of friendship. Like they'll be like, Hey man, like how much money you make a week or how much money you make, how much money you make a day or a month. And I'm like, man, that's none of your, like, what are you like? What? Like, that's none of your business, man. Like, why are you worried about my finances? Like, and I think some of these dudes hop into this idea with like, all right, if I get this many kids in the gym at this rate and I do that this many times a week, I'll make this. Like, if you're focusing on that, like, then you ain't, you know, your, your head isn't in the right space because if you're more worried about the money, then ultimately that's going to kill you because you want to make sure you put out a good product. If you put out a good product and you help players get better, you're going to get more kids, and then the more kids that come, the money will take care of itself. And I think sometimes people have, like, the opposite approach, and they try to worry about the money and then the kids. I always put the kids first, and I know the money will come if, if I do a good job, and, and that's ultimately on me. Um, CK, what do you think about that? No, I think you pretty much hit it all on the head. I think uh, the biggest thing for trainers – you know, people ask me all the time, like, well, what, how do I get started? Like, just know your, know yourself. Like that, that to me, that's number one in, in the world of being a good trainer. Like the social media stuff's great. The, you know, the relationship stuff's great. But at the end of the day, like 
you know, I, I take pride in knowing that like I am the product. Like if my, if, if I dip on who I am as a person or if I don't bring energy in a gym one night, like that's the product, you know, it's not like a, you know, I'm, I'm not giving them, you know, something without me, you know, it, it is me. You're coming to my gym for me because you want to work with me. And, you know, there's a lot of guys like we, we've kind of talked about the last few points that are kind of in and out. And I think it ultimately becomes because they just don't know their stuff. And, you know, that could be very broad in terms of, you know, know your craft, know your work, know what works, know what kids need to work on. And that kind of ties into treating every kid the same. You know, I, I've, I've probably done it at times. I'm sure you guys have done it at times. And I'm sure guys do it all the time where it's like, you know, I'll have a workout with, you know, Trey McGowan's and Xavier Johnson at Pitt. And I'm like up all night the night before, like studying film, studying their game, writing the perfect workout, calling different guys, you know, this and that, really preparing. Like the next day at three o'clock, I have a group of fifth graders and I'm just like, oh, well, we're going to work on this today. And I'm not saying stay up all night and, and be crazy anal with, with young kids and make sure everything's perfect. But at the same time, it's like, you know, everyone is there for a reason and it's because they want to get better at basketball. So just make sure you're doing everything you can to one, make them better basketball players and two, help them in other areas. Like, you know, I never played in the NBA. I never made a dollar off playing basketball, but now I make money off of teaching it. And without, you know, the relationships I, I made and the habits I formed because of basketball, I'd never be in this position. So like really just never losing sight on like, there's so much we can do. Now, I had a mom tell me like a week ago, like, yeah, his numbers aren't as great as we'd like, but he's just a completely different kid because of you. And I thought to myself, like, oh, well, you know, it sucks hearing that he's not playing as well as he wants to, but it's pretty awesome hearing that he's picked up some other areas. So, like, just to keep it short, it's just like know your stuff, know what you're doing, know why you're doing it, and I think the rest kind of works itself out. Yeah, I love that. Peter, what do you think about it? Uh, so I'll start probably with the don'ts with kind of like the training issue that I see a lot of, amongst a lot of trainers, uh, especially a lot of like who, who consider themselves OG trainers that they like get mad when their guys go work with other, with other trainers. Yeah. So like for me, like I was guilty of that too, but I'm like, but then I kind of had a conversation with my dad and my dad kind of brought up a good point. Like he said, like when when I read books, I'm not just reading like one author. He said like I'm reading a bunch of different authors, like picking up like stuff from like different people. And then like I was even like thinking like that same thing. Like like most of the people have iPhone, but probably not all of them like have AirPods. Like some of them might have like different kind of headphones. It just kind of like goes like same way with with like trainers. Is just like maybe like that other trainer can be better at ball handling. So maybe like this kid want to like get his ball handling right. And you like more of like a game type a trainer. So I think like you cannot like really get jealous about that because like if you really know who you are as a trainer, like you have an identity, I think like you're like you're never going to be like insecure about that or like kind of get jealous about like your guy going to work with somebody else. Because at the end of the day, like we're like we're in this for the kid, not for ourselves. So like we got to make sure that the kid does everything that he needs to get himself better. So like, and then if he needs to go work with five more other guys, like that's fine. Like if you're if you're good at what you do, that kid will always come back to you. 
So I think that's a big down that I've seen a lot of people complain about, a lot of trainers complain about. And with the dues, what I've witnessed, like, uh, for myself, is that, like, I started really going to all of our kids' high school games or middle school games. And what that yep. kind of helped me with is that, uh, like, my plan that I had for that kid before I watched them play, I erased, like, most of them shits completely. Because I'm like, yo, this kid cannot hit a driving kick corner three like he like this kid cannot drift and then hit a corner three so i'm like so i was worrying about like him coming off the pick and then making a shot like now we got to just work on like more simple stuff or like other things so i think for trainers like if you work with kids at least find time for one game to go watch them play so I think that's a big deal. So yeah, so that's yeah. kind of mine. I, I I could definitely back that up. Like I go to I go to all my kids' games when I can, especially if I work with you on an individual basis because of what you just said. Like going and watching kind of what they need in a game is is huge. And and I oh, think yeah. the kid. I mean, even beyond that, like from the relationship standpoint, like the kids like that, and the parents really appreciate that. You know, like they sure. they really like that, you know, you're showing interest outside of, oh, how many points did he or she score or how many, you know, whatever, whatever. Like you're go you're taking the time out of your day to go watch them and then let them know after like, OK, yeah, you didn't play bad. You know, I'd like to see more of this or, you know, less of that. So, like, I even think from like all around, like from like a relationship standpoint and then from like a skill standpoint, like that's just a win win is if you can go to a game. But uh, Ryan, what's your take on that? Uh, simple dues is just work your ass off, treat people right, and give kids confidence. Um, that's pretty much it for the most part. I mean, and know your stuff. You know your stuff. You give kids confidence. You work your ass off. You treat people right. You do all those things. You're going to be just fine as a trainer. You're going to be just fine as a businessman. All of the above, in my opinion. And um, don'ts. Uh, I don't really have too many don'ts. I mean. Obviously, if you do the do's, then you won't have to worry about the don'ts, right? If you know your stuff, yeah. then <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll be all right for the most yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, no, you're you're right. But like what what you just hit on, like in terms of like knowing your stuff, like that's huge too. Because I feel like like we talked about before, like if you don't know your stuff, like you're gonna get exposed eventually. You know what I mean? Like yeah. eventually, you might be able to fool you know some people and some parents but eventually you're gonna have a guy or a, or a girl they're gonna walk in and they're gonna be like what it what is he or she like what are they doing like like that's not you know <laughs> that's not relevant to the game of basketball at all and and i think that's like that would be the number one do in my opinion <laughs> i yeah. mean well, just, just know what you're doing well i'll tell you this um you know i'm <clears throat> sorry as far as i know i'm the only trainer and who knows how how far maybe 50 75 mile radius that has solely one job and that's to train and you know i stay my ass in the gym from 9 a.m to 9 p.m very often you know even tonight i'm here at 9 a.m i won't leave until at least 10 10 30 p.m and um i, I really think i'm the only trainer that that does that um at least in a, in a very very far radius a lot of these other guys have another job and you know whether it just be simple something simple as coaching or video editing or this or that whatever it is i mean you know or, or real estate or something they just they all have another job because either one they don't know their stuff and and or maybe they do know their stuff. I don't know. They're just maybe they're just not working as hard. Maybe they're, you know, don't build those relationships. But all those things really, really count. I know for me, like the kids stay because of how involved I am. I ask them after every work. I'm like, hey, please keep me involved. Let me know how you're doing. Let me know how I can help. So at the end of all the workouts, of course, I give them a little speech. Tell them, you know, how. I tell them simply this. Um, you know, you guys work on your game way too hard to not be confident. 
So go out there, go hoop, go have fun. You know, basketball is not an equal opportunity sport. If you work your ass off every single day, if you're in the gym spending your time, your energy, your money, go hoop. And, of course, I, I, I would love to go see games if I could. I just don't have the time to leave. Like I told you, I have like 30 classes a week, seven days a week, so I can't really get away um, to go watch you know, as many games as I'd like to. So, it, but yeah, it, I try to stay involved. And you, you hit it on a good point too, like with the, like the confidence factor, like what, what are some things, obviously, like you just mentioned, like the idea of if you're in the gym working on your game, like that should make you confident, you know, like, like you should be confident in what you do because you know the time you put in, but like, what are, yeah. is there anything else that you do like to try to empower players, like to build confidence? Uh, simply that I just tell them that all the time. I say, Hey, like, listen, you know, you work on your game way too much to not be confident. You know, and sometimes I'll joke with them and tease them when I say, if I go to your game and you shoot four shots, good God, send me my money back because I'm never going to yeah. go watch that again. <laughs> yeah. You know, and obviously I'm just teasing. I'm just joking. But I, but every day is just a constant reminder of just, dude, you work way too hard not to be confident. Let it start in practice. Let it start in pickup. Let it start in games. You know, it's going to come slowly. But some of the shots that you're passing up on because they're quote unquote good shots and you're giving it up for a great shot. Bro, like, fuck all that, because if you're even halfway open and someone's contesting you, you work, you've probably put up that shot thousands of times. You work on it versus the kid that you're going to swing it to and make the extra pass. That kid doesn't work on his game. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and, and I'm not trying to hate on their teammates. I'm not trying to tell them to be selfish. I'm just trying to tell them to, to be confident in their game and understand what their long-term goal is. Because if they don't put those shots up, they're going to end up shooting two or three shots. They're never going to be able to make an impact on the game at all. And I need them to, especially because they work on it. Yep, I love that. I love that. Gabe, your last one, what do you got? Yeah, pretty much, you know, for like the, the dues, Brian's like helped me out a lot kind of coming up in this in this training business. Uh, he's kind of been like a mentor. One thing he told me is like he's already touched on and everybody's pretty much touched on it is know your stuff, you know, like really study the game in and out and, and know what you're talking about, like you guys all said. Um, that's one thing that I really didn't do when I first started is like study the game. But, you know, now probably past, over the past year, I've, I've studied the game multiple times per week. I get on Synergy a couple times every week and study the game, whether it's on YouTube, Synergy, whatever the hell it is, I make sure I know my stuff. And then uh, don'ts, kind of how Peter touched on it, is like trainers getting mad that kids aren't just training with him only. You know, there's been times where some of my guys have gone to Ryan, some some of Ryan's guys just came to me. We train, mm-hmm. sometimes we train the same players. Mm-hmm. Like they, one week they'll go to Ryan, one week they'll go to me. Like it, it doesn't matter. Like as long as we're developing the kid, it does not matter. That's all. That's all that we're in it for. Yeah, and, and 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 like hitting on that, it like like ultimately like what we do, and I'm pretty sure everybody mentioned it at one point or another. Like our goal is to help players get better. Like so, as long as players are getting better, like you can't be selfish in terms of like, and that goes back to what we talked about too with like taking credit. Like you can't be selfish with that. Like if they're getting better, let them get better. You know, if they're gonna go to Ryan and then back to you and then to Ryan, like that's fine because you know that Ryan's teaching good stuff, you're teaching good stuff, like, you both know your stuff, like, it, sh- it shouldn't matter. I think that just all goes back to guys, you know, wanting, like, the fame and the clout for kids versus caring about the kid themselves. But, like, that's just my opinion. Can I say something real quick, Ant? Go ahead, go ahead. So, like, piggybacking off all of that, now, I agree with all of that 100%, but at the same time, it's very frustrating when, like, I will work with a kid on something that he's not good at and then he'll go to another trainer and he'll give him a completely different 
method or understanding. And I've actually ran into problems with a kid. He was struggling with his shot. A lot of it was mental. We fixed it. We got it right. His dad lets him start going to this other guy and he's telling him completely different stuff. Now the dad has like me and this other trainer in like a group chat, like my kid's head's all effed up because of you guys. And I'm like, well, I don't know how you want to avoid that because you're going to two different guys who are teaching him two different things. And that's where it can get kind of hard to, to deal with that because, you know, like your guy's situation is nowhere near mine. Like most trainers around here don't ever want to talk to me or, you know, it's very jealous, you know, jealousy related. It's awesome to hear that you guys have a relationship and you can build on that. Now I've definitely ran into situations where like a guy will almost teach a kid the same thing I'm teaching, but it's different. And then it's like, how, how do you deal with that? You mind if I chime in there? Yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. Yeah, please. So actually, this is the way I deal with that all the time. Um, yesterday is a really good example. I had a kid, really high-level kid, looking to go play college basketball somewhere. His dad's been trying to get in the gym with me for a long, long, long time. So finally, you know, tomorrow, Super Bowl, or yesterday was Super Bowl Sunday, so um, I had less workouts. Everyone was trying to watch Super Bowl. This kid's like, hey, I'm trying to get in the gym. So I got him in the gym, and the first thing, you know, he said, hey, we really want to work on a shot. And oftentimes when you're working with a kid's shot for the first time you see them, it's a little bit of a hard thing to whether you change the shot or whether you don't, obviously depending on their age, yep. their shooting ability, this and that, right? So I see the kid's shot and it's horrendous. It's not good. So the first thing I do every single time I see this is I'll tell the kid, you know, go shoot, you know, whatever free throw, tie with the key, I don't care, whatever. I'm a slow-mo video and I'm going to pull the parent in the gym and I'm going to make sure that I have a conversation with the two of them. And I say, listen, there are a couple of ways that we can go about this. We can either just continue to get up a ton of reps with the current way they're shooting hoping just to work on their mental, and hopefully they can get it. Now, obviously, depending on the player, their shooting style, whatever, then I tell them to listen. Or we can work and try to, just, to like fix their mechanics. The problem is it might take a couple weeks, take a couple months, take a couple, you know, whatever, take some time, and they're going to have a dip and actually be worse for a little bit until they get better. And I am simply having this conversation with the two of you to make a collective decision on what we're going to do. And so me just talking to the parent and the kid, making sure that everybody's in line. So I've actually had a kid that told me before, hey, listen, um, you know, I'm not interested in changing my shot. And I said, okay, that's fine, whatever. So we went through the workout, and the more and more I watched his shot, I realized how many options he was losing. So I talked to the parent. I said, hey, listen, I'm not interested in training your kid unless they want to change his shot. And, and this was like a seventh, seventh grader. So I'm like, I'm not really interested in, cha- in training him because the way he's shooting right now, he can get buckets, but this is not going to last him. It's not longevity. So if he wants to train with me, I'm going to, I'm going to fix his shot and I need him to lock in. And that was the conversation I had with them. Um, I also had another player who was like, okay, you know, let's, let's work out today. Let's see your shot. And afterwards we'll decide if we need to change it. And the kid got buckets and he had, it wasn't, it wasn't a beautiful shot, but he could get it off and he could hit. So, you know, I talked talk to the parents afterwards. I said, Hey, I'm going to leave it how it is. I think he, he's going to be just fine. You know, no issues. But then yesterday too, same, you know, same thing. The kid was a lot older. And I said, no, we need, you know, we need to fix it. What do you think? And they agreed to it. So just having that communication with them, yeah. I made sure that there was not going to be no issues there. See, real quick before you hop sure. back in, CK, like right there, in my opinion, like what you just did, Ryan, that's professionalism. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I feel like in, in like our industry and Phil Beckner is a dude that's big on that. Like, I feel like a lot of guys aren't professional. Like a lot of guys wouldn't do that. They wouldn't call the parent in and call the player in and like sit them down and say like, Hey, here's the deal. Like they're going to just go, Oh, okay. Well I'll keep working with you and do whatever you want because I just want your money. 
You know, like, yeah. and, and that, and that right there, that's a problem. Like, I, and I believe that we need more professionalism, not even just in that aspect, but like in general, like be on time, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, like show if the, if the workout's an hour, make the workout an hour, you know, don't cut it short. Mm-hmm. Don't, mm-hmm. Like, don't make it too long. Like be on a schedule, show up, return phone calls, return emails. Mm-hmm. Like that to me is all big, big, big stuff because I feel like for whatever reason, people think, oh, it's basketball like you don't have to be professional it's basketball like no you do have to be professional like it, you, you you have a business like any business yeah. that isn't professional that it, it won't last yeah i'm very awesome. big on that and we've definitely talked about it before like i'm to the point where like again going back on my statement like knowing i'm the product like i won't even go like i have to have my hair cut like i have to wear like a nice like not like a top of the line outfit, but I have to like look presentable. And I've like really Back, taken that, bro. Back. I've like taken that way more serious, and I've noticed like an increase in my business. Cause that, and I don't know if you guys run into this problem, but some of my clients are strictly just because like, you know, I always say like, there's only two reasons why kids are in my gym: either because they want to get better, or because they have parents who want their kid to be better. That's and, the most part, yeah. and, and when you run into like you know the parent side of it i always tell people you either the two like things people care about the most are their kids and their money when you start mixing the two like they want good product and so for me i've really taken that whole side of it very serious with just like being professional you know like when i first started doing workouts um you know i would have kids like ask me to play music and i would be like hesitant and then, like, there's these other trainers in Pittsburgh. They'll, like, blast rap music with unedited and, like, with, like, a sixth-grade girl. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I could never, you know, I that, – and that's where it all ties into, like, the real continue to prevail because, like, everyone comes back to the professional side of it. Like, you wouldn't keep going to a restaurant that, you know, isn't professional, you know, you know no matter how good the food is or how good you think it is. It's like – you that that's part of it you want to you want to get what you pay for so you know i definitely appreciate you chiming in with that with with how to handle that because i'd never even have thought of a a, that route to take and you know that that's very good stuff oh no doubt man no doubt all right now last last point i want to hit on something kind of interesting and i know at one point or another we've all struggled with it like so gym time what 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 do you guys do about gym time? I know Ryan. I know you got your own facility. I know Peter got a pretty good facility on lock. Um, me, Gabe, and and CK. I know we kind of bounce. We kind of have like our own, you know, like home court, quote unquote. But like we kind of bounce around. Like, how did you deal with the the early battles of like gym time? And and we'll start with you, CK. What did you do? Pray, go to church a lot. Pray that God <laughs> yeah. let me know. <laughs> <laughs> um, really, just like, and I think, I think all of it ties into uh, like what we've been talking about is, you know, I've got lucky enough to get uh, in with the boys and girls clubs in Pittsburgh, and just from posting videos and stuff, like I'll walk into my gym and they'll be like, hey so-and-so called and asked if he could get in the gym here. We told him no, like, we know it's yours. And I was really lucky, but the only reason that all happened is because I was just, like, a really good person to the people who were good to me. You know, these guys didn't care if I paid them for the gym. And, you know, I never took advantage of that. You know, I would, 
hey, we don't want any money. I would still randomly, like, buy pizzas for the whole building, like, on a random Friday. I would still, if they told me, hey, you're in here till 9, I'm not sitting there keeping an employee there. Because at my gym, they have a rule where an employee has to be there the whole time. And it it works out for the kid because, you know, they have, like, a 17-year-old dude there. He makes 30 extra dollars a night or whatever. But, you know, like... Just being professional. They say 9 o'clock, like, okay, get out at 9. Like, don't blast music. Don't have guys in there with their shirts off while there's moms out in the lobby trying to pick their kids up. It's just, like, all ties into all that. And I think in order to get gym time, I've noticed, and I struggled earlier with, like, not being afraid to ask. You know, there, I had this big problem where I would just, like, go on Facebook and be like, really need gym time. Who can help me? And, like, 10 different people would message me and be like, hey, I can get you in here. I can get you in here. And I've kind of got to the point now where, like, I'll just call someone. Like, I got hooked up with this new gym if I need it on Friday night for $10 an hour simply because I just called the lady. And we had a 40-minute conversation, and I told her who I am and what I'm about. And, like, by the end of the conversation, she was like, yeah, I want to help you. Like, I think it's awesome what you're doing. Like, I want to help you. Um, You know, when I got my Lawrenceville gym, and I told you about it, like, the first week I'm in there, I did a toy drive for a local community that has nothing. And... 500 people came through the door and over 450 toys were donated. So like right off the bat, these people saw what I was really about and now they were like inclined to want to help. And you know, it's just being a good person and then allowing people to help you. I, I, I would say was my biggest thing. Like I just allow, if people want to help, like letting them help me. And then also like not paying over for a gym because it's impossible to make any money if you're paying crazy amount for it. Yeah. See, and, and like, it kind of piggybacking off that like i was the same way like to this day i kind of bounce around you know like if 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 you're a player and you want to work out i could get us a gym but if you need a certain time like and you could supply a gym i'm gonna drive out to you you know so like yeah am i sacrificing a little bit of gas money and a little bit of time like traveling yeah yeah but like i'm thinking long term you know like i'm thinking down the road you know these people are going to stay loyal to me and and, and they appreciate me taking you know the time out of my day to get to that gym and like I'm lucky enough my dad is a high school coach um in the area so like that's kind of like my home gym quote unquote and I'm able to take kids there but like I know all of us at one point or another we probably all bounced around and and traveled and and took you know road trips to get to gyms to work with kids and I think that's just part of the business you know, like, I just think that's part of that sacrifice you kind of have to make, especially at first. Like, yeah, like, ideally, we'd like, like, a gym we just went to and we just stayed at. Like, yeah, that's the ideal. But, like, if you can't get that, like, you got to, you know, make some sacrifices and you got to make it happen. You got to figure out a way we can make it happen. So, like, I know, Peter, I know you're pretty set, but, like, kind of talk about your, like, early struggles with gyms. So, honestly, so it wasn't an early struggle. So, like, right off the bat, I've been given this gym at the church. And so that's kind of where we started off. Like, it was a small gym, but just a private gym just for me. Like, it was perfect. It's just when when my struggle started is two years after, after our, our lease kind of ran up. And so they didn't want to give it, like, like, give us that gym back. So... So they pretty much kicked us out. And so at that point, I did not know of any other private gym that was in the area. So we started, like, working out of this rec center. And it was probably, like, the darkest time of my training life. 
like that shit was awful like <laughs> i'm talking about a big ass rec center with like like 15 courts in it with hella people in there every day like volleyball sections like soccer sections like little kids sections and it's just me at one basket and i like have kids that like they cannot focus because it's so loud because people walking everywhere and it, it was awful and then kind of randomly we kind of stumble on this gym where we at now and it's at the lutheran church and uh so that gym just sits there and nobody was really using it at all only time they use that gym is is like sunday from like 10 to 10 10 to 1 and that's it that's the only time they use that gym so we kind of came up to them with an offer told them who we are what we do and because we work with a lot of kids in that community so they kind of messed with us and uh they gave us that gym full access 24 7 key and everything key and everything so i can be in that gym only time that i cannot be in that gym is sunday from 10 to 1 everything else i can be there all day is just us so all of our stuff is out in the gym it all stays there like we don't move it it's like it's there it's our jam so it's it's man it's been amazing to have that gym absolutely absolutely yeah that 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 is that that's 100 percent a blessing ryan what about you like i said i I know no worries i know i know I, I know the early struggles. I got you, baby. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, let, let, yeah, yeah. No. So, <laughs> let, so let's so let, let, let's hear. What do you got, man? You know, when I started, um, I guess my first gig was straight out of high school. Around that summer, uh, I took a freshman coaching job, uh, and just for the summer, I actually told the coach I didn't want it, but he kind of asked me. I was like, you know what? I'll I'll, I'll do it because I'm gonna get gym time. So I did it, and then I just started running Sunday workouts only. So it just started with that. Of course, it was a good day because, you know, Sunday, you know, high school ball, whatever, stuff like that. So I was doing my Sunday workouts. I marketed it. It was super cheap, whatever. Um, and that was cool. I also had a job at a YMCA, um, just refereeing there. That's actually my only real job, I guess you can call it, call it quote-unquote, right? And um, <laughs> so I, I used them and got a lot of gym time. I did that, rocked out for like a couple of years until they were like, hey, you know what, conflict of interest, da 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 you can't do this. So I was like, all right, that's fine, no big deal, you know, I'm out. So I left, I looked for another gym, I found one, I started running it out every Sunday. And around that time, my name was getting a lot bigger, so talking to different club teams, they would hire me to train them. So I had a rate that I would train these club teams on, and that would subsidize the rate. Um, so I said, hey, listen, if I can, you know, put this on my website as a skills workout, and just, you know, any random kids that I have that would consider coming to these workouts, um, this is a skills workout, not a team workout. So if you're cool with that, I'll subsidize the rate. And they said, yeah, absolutely. You know, why wouldn't we? It's just a skills workout. You know, bring a couple extra kids, no big no big deal. So even though I was going to be making less money like that, I just knew that having gym time itself and having the ability to offer more, um, you know, availability was a good thing. So I, I had my own Sunday workout, and then I had like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, even sometimes Friday. Like I had a bunch of teams that were hiring me to train their programs. So then I pretty much offered like four groups a week, and then privates just whenever I can get in the gym. Um, and I pretty much just did that for years on end. Of course, I got some different gyms here, here and there and et cetera, and, uh, just had different opportunities to work with different people and run camps and, and do different things until one year I was in Israel, um, actually about a year ago with one of my pro players. And I get a phone call from this guy that I met like three years ago, uh, cause I went to go stop by and see his gym, trying to work with him. And he says, uh, Hey, listen, you know, I've been here for like three years. I'm about to leave. I'm going to go work with the warriors. Uh, do some of their youth camps and stuff. I'm like, dude, that's incredible. That's awesome. You know, excited for you. He's like, do you want the gym? And I said, there's no question. Tell me how much it is. I'll take it right now. So I took the gym immediately, and I'm about to hit a year soon uh, later in this month. 
and it's been the greatest thing ever. Like nobody can tell me anything. I, I can be in here any time of any day. I have the key. My landlord's super cool. He never walks in, never says nothing, doesn't ask me. I pay my rent on time. And um, the first thing I did was just pimp it out. I put murals on all the walls. I wrapped all the walls. I'm actually doing some construction right now because I want people to walk in here every day and the vibe to just be exciting and smiling and thrilling. So I think, honestly, having a gym itself has been the best thing in the world for my business ever. Like, there's nothing like being able to offer classes seven days a week and be able to create your own vibe. Because when you go to someone else's gym, you kind of got to live off the vibe that they have there. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. And I know I talked to uh, CK about it. Like, I feel like that's like kind of like the long-term goal of like every trainer. Like, having your own gym is kind of like the peak. You know what I mean? Because like, because yeah, because you just you just hit the nail on the head. Like, you could have sessions whenever you want. Like, it's all you. Like, you don't schedule. Because I know people. You know, they tell me all the time how nice it must be like to make my own schedule and all that. Like, yeah, like to no, an, you can't <laughs> to an extent. Yeah, but like not really. You know, like if someone calls me and goes, "Hey, you know, I could get you gym time. You know, for three hours." Like, I'm not gonna go. Ah, nah. You know, I don't feel like doing that. Like, I'm gonna take that three hours. So like, whenever I could get it, I take it. So like, yeah. I I make my own schedule, but like not a hundred percent, you know, not like you well, know you right now. We'll touch on one more thing. The best part about this now is that I get to actually help more people than just the players that I work with. Cause now I get to help some, uh, some of my people that have been trying to get into coaching and training and, and give like my little brother, I'm about to give him a job. And one of my former players who worked with me. So now I'm trying to turn this place into obviously it's, you know, still Ryan Rizuki basketball, still what I do. It's still the hoop house. It's got its own names and things, but now I cannot have to just market me, 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 and have to be the brand myself. I can now start to market yep. the gym. <laughs> Um, and then I can, you know, of course I'm still going to be in here, you know, every single day and running things, but the more that I can start to step away, I can start to focus on other aspects of my business that I need to help it grow. Yeah, absolutely. Do you absolutely. let other people run your workouts at your gym? So currently Do I you just have, have one. Coaches? No. Well, yes, yes and no. I have my younger brother and I have one of my former players and I have one more guy who's been kind of coming sporadically. who has been helping me out. Um, but essentially, like I said, my ratio is always two. I always have two coaches. So if I have just one of those guys in there, now they're meeting all the kids and meeting all the parents. So for any yeah. reason I ever need to step away and not be there, they know who's there. Um, you know, so, so I'm trying to get to the point where I still can be there, but I don't have to run all the workouts myself. That makes sense. Gabe, Gabe, what about you? Uh, yeah, when I first started out, I mean, I was kind of coaching and, and uh, doing the training, but the training wasn't like a big thing. I had like a real job. Um, so I was training kids at a park. I did that for like about six months and it, it was, it was, sometimes it was kind of hard cause it would get too hot, get too cold, uh, rain. So then I had like a local gym in my area where I just rented it out and I started training kids there. And uh, it was kind of, it was just in a small town in, in San Diego. Um, and then I had a couple more kids, uh, that I knew about that wanted me to start training them, but they did not want to drive all the way out to, uh, to my area. So then uh, I started finding like other gyms. I had to get into different rec centers and, and stuff. And so I kind of travel uh, all around San Diego. Um, and then recently this past year, I had a uh, my old high school coach offered me the JV job um, to come coach in my old school. And they pretty much gave me access, not full access to the gym, but uh, pretty, pretty good amount where I could just go in there and, and run workouts and stuff. So. Uh, now I'm just pretty much training there every, every every session. I mean, there'll be sessions here and there where I have to, will be like during school hours, so I have to go maybe to a rec center and, and train there. But 
for the most part i'm at this at this high school yeah all right all right all right so now we got a couple questions i know you know some people posted stuff on their on their instagram and, and whatnot and we're just going to go through a few because a lot of them were kind of repetitive and and redundant so we'll, we'll kind of just go through a couple i got i got one that i kind of like so like what are five characteristics of a good basketball player like i i, I like that one because i think at what we, level yeah it wasn't specific yeah wasn't specific let's all right well, well what do you want to say then let, 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 let's agree on a level what level you guys want to go with middle school high school, uh, high school. Middle. <laughs> same thing same thing okay all right so like middle school high school sure all right. high school's fine all right all right hey all right we'll switch it up this time ryan what do you got you start first um i always say it's it's simple um at that level you need to be able to dribble with both hands pass with both hands lay up with both hands and shoot with uh i mean ideally perfect form but as close as possible to perfect form if you can do those things then you already put yourself in a position to succeed from there it's your coach's job to teach you how to come off screens how to hand off how to run off you know how to run off off ball screens how to set screens etc cetera, etc cetera, how to play basketball but as a player you must have the ability to dribble with both hands pass with both hands finish with both hands and shoot the ball somewhat decent i like that C- ck what do you got yeah, uh, I'm answering this one, and just like he did, uh, I'm not going to be one of those guys who's like, you need to have a great attitude. Be like, you're, we're asking what makes a good basketball player, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm not going to be one of those guys who's like, you need to have the best attitude in the world because some of the worst attitudes I know are the best basketball players. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's just like stuff you got to do as a human. Uh, I would say all those things are very important to him, or the same to him, or. That he said, I would say a really big one um, is being able to shoot off of both feet. And what I mean by that is stepping in right, left, stepping in left, right, or mm-hmm. hopping. I think you need to have like very good footwork. Um, I was working with a top 50 kid. I actually worked him out yesterday. He's at West Virginia, and his, when they were recruiting him, they said like they loved the fact that he could he could shoot off his top foot every time down the floor, whether it was right, left, left, right, or a hop. I think like if you're trying to be super skilled, I would say like. Yeah, having very good footwork, um, you know, and you know better than anyone. Like Coach Tuai says, footwork can make you a jump shot. So I'd say just you know, body control, dribble with both hands, with both hands, pass with both hands, being able to knock down a shot. You know, having some body control in the lane. I'd say those are the main things for me. Yeah, I agree. I like I like that, Peter. What do you got? So honestly, like Ryan and CK said pretty much everything, but I'm going to just say kind of what applies to like Kansas and Kansas basketball. Like you have no idea how many kids they have for six, two, six, three, and they play post, bro. These, bro, these fucking kids cannot dribble the ball, bro. Bro, like I'm taller than him and and he plays the post, bro. Like, like that's how bad it is, bro. Like in Kansas, bro, it's it's really bad with that. Like I have a kid, bro. He's like six one playing the post and like kid yeah. bro kid really believes that he's a post player <laughs> so like he treats his game like a post player so he cannot dribble has awful feet just awful bro like so I'll, so I'll say for Kansas basketball yo we gotta start hopefully that kid doesn't listen <laughs> yeah, really. I, bro I know <laughs> bro hopefully those kids don't listen cause there's a lot of them <laughs> Gabe <laughs> yeah, bro, Gabe what about you Gabe 
Uh, I pretty much agree with like like Ryan and CK said. Uh, a couple more I would add is is definitely footwork. I think it's very crucial for players to have great footwork with with their handle coming off of screens, shooting the ball, whatever it is, yep. and then also uh, decision making. I think it is huge. If players can make decisions, you know, be playmakers. Uh, that's also a big thing. Yeah, I, I, and I and you guys hit on basically everything. I don't really got, I don't really got much to add. I, I like what Ryan mentioned about passing. Because, like, I remember even when I was younger, like, it was always, like, two-hand passes, like, jump stops, like, chest, never throw a pass with one hand, like, all that. And, like, nowadays, if you can't throw a left-handed pass, like, it's going to be hard for you to play. Like, you got to be able to throw with passes with both hands. And then I also the like what... Changed. Yeah, 100%. I also like what CK said, too, like with the shooting like i think we could all agree in here like if you can't shoot you can't play like it, it's, yes, gonna be, it's gonna be tough for you to get on the floor like i don't care how good you are at everything else like if you could if, if a team could just leave you and you can't make shots like i don't really know where you're gonna play and and i think that kids I feel need that to understand way about that. ball handling too yeah if you like, can't dribble i know a lot of guys i know a lot like I always make the joke to my kids because there's like this trainer in our area and he just preaches like on Twitter, like if you can't make shots, you can't play. And like, I agree with him, but more so like, I know I always make the joke. Like I play on Saturday mornings with like these old corporate dudes that just, I I know they can help me in life. So I'm nice to them. (laughs) And like these dudes don't miss like from anywhere on the court, they don't miss. And then I'm like, where'd you play? He's like, Oh, I only played in high school. I, I barely got in. So, like, I would make the argument that, like, being able to handle the ball and, and being able to make down shots or, like, or make open shots are, like, hand in hand. So, like, if you can't get to your spot to make a shot, you know what I mean? Like, if you want to be a really, really good player, I think those are the two that, like, have to be the main focus. Like, handling simple, it. The simple way I say it is that if, you, if there's something that you can't do, you're essentially guarding yourself. I yeah, like that. I, I like that. That's awesome, man. All right, now kind of piggybacking off this, this is a this is a more like general question, but like when training a younger player, what's best to start out with? What what, what those, do you, those things I just said? Yeah, I was I was gonna say is that kind of like the same thing? Like same I, thing, yeah. Like, like I would no. say like I work right now. I run like a like a youth group with like fourth and fifth graders, and like I always tell them like if you can't dribble and pass like. You you won't be able to do anything else. Like you got to be able to dribble the ball. You got to be able to pass the ball. Like shooting, yeah, I, I understand that. But like at that age, like if you're just coming to the gym and just chucking the ball, like that's not going to help you as much at this point in your life. Like you got to learn to dribble with both hands and pass with both hands. And like that's kind of what I preach. So like I think we could all kind of like agree generally on that, right? I think it's yeah. everything we said, just on like a smaller scale. Yeah. Like, yes. It's like it's like with school, like. If you're in, you know, trigonometry, you still have to know how to do algebra. You still have to know how to do math. So it's like introducing the things you're going to need when you're at a certain age, just on like a, a, a lesser scale. Yeah. You know, like really setting like the, the blueprint to where we're going to get. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. I like that. I like that. Well said. All right. He, he, here's, here's another one. We got what kind of ways can a player get open if they are getting face guarded? 
I kind of like that one because that, that, that's kind of different. So, like, what, what do you guys got? We'll start with Ryan on that. What are some, like, tips you got if Set a more screens. face guarded? Set more screens? Set way more screens. Yes, sir. I had a girl who just recently said the same thing. Hey, coach, you know, I love everything that we're doing. I'm getting so much better. But they've been, uh, they've been scouting me and they've been face guarding me. I said, okay, cool. Let's work on it. Let's set a buttload of more screens because now they got to communicate. And when miscommunication happens, you're open. I like that. Yep. I like that. Every, everyone, any, anyone got else, anything else to add? No. Yeah, I was, I was literally going to say the same thing because we we have a kid. I'm I'm the assistant on my var- on my high school team. Like we have a kid who gets boxed in one, and like we make him the screener. And <laughs> yeah. it's like that. That's like kind of a coach's job. Like that's not really a trainer's job to say, "Hey, you're getting face guard. Do this and that." But uh, you know, again, I would say every college coach I've been around, like you get open with your feet. You don't get open with your hands. So. You know, like less I push, I push, push people. Push <laughs> yeah, I push people. I just a little bit, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that that's a hard question to answer from a trainer's. You know, just yeah. I mean, that's kind of a system thing. Yeah, yeah. No, but I, I mean, I like the point setting more screens, being the screener, um, and and don't stop. Like you got you watch guys like JJ Redick. Like they don't stop running the whole game. Like if you really want to get open, you'll yeah. get open. Yep. Like I, I, you know what I mean? Like you can't then, try to t- you can't make one cut and then be like, Oh, I didn't get it, I'm out this play. Yeah, well you no might have to make six cuts in a possession. And something I'd add to that then, like if that's happening to you, you better be in shape. You know what I mean? Like you better you better be doing whatever you got to do to stay in shape because running that long and moving like that, you know, that you're gonna be tired way faster. So if you're not in good shape, that that that's gonna be a killer and that's gonna kill you in the long run. You might have yeah. add one more thing? No, go ahead. Absolutely. Uh, so simply, let's say, for instance, we're working on a Euro step finish or a spin move finish. I know that you can simply just, you know, bounce the ball, attack the basket and do the move. I typically, and it's a little tougher with the space I have in my gym, but I typically try to start all, all my moves that I teach with some sort of action. So I'll either start with like a slipped ball screen uh, or, a, or sorry, not a slip ball screen, a slip pop where you pop out to the wing or you pop to the court, whatever. You know, you mm-hmm. do a move into, into the catch, lift, drift, pop. Something, you know, screen, something to get you open first before you go ahead and do that Euro step or before you go ahead and do that slide by or, or spin over, whatever it is. Because that way, I feel like it gets the players a little bit more, uh, it makes it easier to translate it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Last last one we got, we got what, I, kinda, I like this one. What's your favorite part about training and what is the hardest part about training? Ryan, I, I'll, I'll let you take this one first. Uh, it's very, very rewarding to see players improve and have fun. Absolutely. Like the most rewarding thing ever. I don't care if you're a five-year-old. I don't care if you're a professional player. If, if we worked on a move and, and you made it translate and, you, and you're having a good time, that's like, and you're playing well, that's the most important thing. You're confident. You're walking about life changes. So that's the most rewarding thing. Uh, the shittiest thing is when, um, when people pretend that they want it, but they really don't. So they don't improve. And now you're kind of sitting here having to try to motivate people and push them to, to do things that they claim they want, that's probably the worst thing. Yeah, I like that. CK, what do you got? Uh, I would say most rewarding is definitely what he said. Just, um, you know, seeing seeing your work kind of come to life in, in another person has been, you know, I always tell people, like, being a trainer and seeing someone get better is, like, far more rewarding than anything I've ever done as a player. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I scored my points. I won those games. Like, none of those feelings or even close to how I feel when someone gets better. Um, I also just appreciate like the different types of people I've met, the different people I've like grown to become close with from so many different backgrounds. Like, 
you know, in, in today's world, it's like truly something that, that doesn't discriminate, like, you know, white, black, male, female, poor, rich, like, I've been able to just be in the lives of so many different people. And it just like really has opened up my perspective to like how life works. And like that sounds kind of deep and sounds kind of crazy, but like, uh, well said, it's just like, you know, it's an amazing thing to just be able to, to find something that, that you can relate to so many people through. And I would say the, um, the, the least favorite thing is, Honestly, just probably the way my knees and my back hurt every day. Probably, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that. Uh, uh, Peter, Peter, go ahead. Hop in. What, what do you got? <laughs> yeah, bro, like, CK just sad, bro. Like, sometimes I'll come home. Bro, I don't want to get off that couch. And I'm, and I'm you have every recovery in the world in your gym. Yeah, I know, bro, but still, I'm like, yo, I don't feel like going to work. And, like, that's what people say, like, yo. When you do what you love, like, you don't have to work a day in your life. I feel like it's bullshit, bro, because we still <laughs> busting our ass, bro. Like, we're working, bro. Like, it's not, it's, bro, like, I think it's so dumb when people say that. Because, like, there's days that I don't want to go to the gym, bro. Like, that's real. Like, I'm not always, like, want to go there because, like, sometimes my my body just be hurting. Hey, like, Peter, you, yeah. can, I help, can I help you? And I know it's not an easy thing to do. But that's for the number sure. one reason. That's the number one reason why I hired another trainer for all my workouts. And he was thankfully he was a former player as a young kid. He's in college, so it's pretty you know it's pretty cheap for the most part. But doing yeah. that has honestly helped me so much because I you know as much as I want to, I can't bring the energy 365 days a year. Fact. And I need some I need someone to pick up my slack sometimes. Yeah, that's that's a good one, bro. Yeah, and most rewarding thing for me, bro, is like Ryan CK said, is just see kids get better. Kids really like you know get those college offers and stuff like that. That's that's that. But on a personal standpoint, it's just kind of proving a lot of people wrong that like you were able to take this training thing and kind of make it as a business. And, and like a lot of people at the start, like we're looking at me like, like I was nuts. So from a personal standpoint, that's kind of rewarding to me too. On yeah, that end. I like that. Gabe, Gabe, what do you got? Uh, mine's pretty much the same, you know, like best thing for me is when, when I get that text from a parent or a player that I just had like a, a good game, we, I implemented what we worked on. Uh, and things like that like that's the best feeling to me you know uh and the hardest thing definitely what what uh what peter and tk or ck said about your body just hurting man i got the worst knees ever man my knees be killing me every single freaking day man like like i just wake up before we got on this on this call and i had to stretch like that's how that's how bad it is like my hips are so tight so I just really got to take care of my body every day. That, that, that's hey, the biggest thing. Look, I'm telling y'all, and I know it's not easy as a business person to give your money away sometimes, but hiring someone was the greatest decision I ever made. Like, I'm not having to run back and forth and try to talk to a parent in the middle of finishing up this workout to go to the next workout. And the fact that I have someone else holding the pad to take the, all the hits, mm-hmm. all I have to focus on is just teaching the game. I don't have to take no hits. I don't have to, you know, brace myself every single time because I want to make sure my kids are drawing a lot of contact because I got to get used to that. And now I don't have yeah. to take none of those hits. And if I miss something, and, and, and I'm not trying to stop the workout every second. So if I miss something or I can't see a kid mess up a move, at least I have someone else that can also help them and give them advice. Now, R- 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 Ryan, let me ask you this. Like, was it hard at first, though? Because, like, I know, like, for me, like, and I'm sure you're the same way. Like, you're kind of like a control freak. So, like, was it hard to find someone that, like, you could trust that is kind of, like, teaching what you want to, you know, here's, what, here's what you want thing, though, taught? They're not. 
they're not running my workouts. They're simply just holding a pad or catching a pass or setting a screen okay. or rebounding here and there. They're doing like the very minimum things. When he gets to the point where he's – because he's not really saying a whole lot, right? If I tell you I need you to do a Euro 7, pick the ball up over your head. He's holding a pad there ready to rip that shit out of your hands if you don't pick it up over your head. Okay. So that's helping. That's teaching without having to say anything. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So yeah, I'm, like I'm we giving, bro, doing, like, it's, like, it's easy. Like we do that same thing just in the summertime with interns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's really helpful. Yeah. No, but I have someone, but it's, it's just nice to have someone consistent, whether it's an intern, which, which I would love to have, trust me, or whether you're paying someone, I feel good about being able to help someone like that too. Cause he, he was a former player of mine and he's working his ass off. Yeah. 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 Well, well, no, just that. I mean, obviously you guys all hit on the pros. I think we could all agree. The pros are when the, when the players get better and, and when they're, you know, they're happy about the way they're playing and the parents are happy with that. I think that's, I mean, if you're, if you're in this for the right reason, that should be the most rewarding thing. You know, you know what I mean? I think in my opinion one of the things that i think is the hardest is like when i care more than the player like i've had i'm sure you guys have had some players as well like i'll like work with a player and like i'll see him in a workout and like you know they got it and they're doing it and they're able you know to apply it and then you go to a game and like ryan hit on earlier like they shoot three times they shoot four times you're like Man, like, you leave that game and you're, like, mad. You're, like, man, like, they didn't shoot a lot. They weren't aggressive. They didn't, you know, they, they maybe, you know, they, they turned the ball over. They missed some free throws. Like, you care, you know, more than they do. And then after you, like, you, you may call them or you may text them or you may talk to them and they're kind of like, yeah, you know, like, whatever. Like, it's like, why was my night, like, shook up and, and, and you don't even care? You know, like, that's a problem. And I think that's one of the hardest things for me is, like, I'm so passionate about it and I love it so much. Sometimes I think I care and love it more than the player. And, like, in that situation, that could never be. You know, like, I can't care about it more than you because you're the one ultimately playing. So I think that's one of the things that frustrates me a lot. Hey, sorry to chime in too many times. If, I, if I'm taking too many oh, turns, no. let me oh, know. No. But, oh, uh, no, 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 go ahead. Um, you know, for instance, I, I have one one example of a player that I worked with. He, It was him and his brother. And uh, the two of them would, would actually, the older one would go real, real, real hard. And the younger one would kind of just go through the motions. But, of course, I gave them both that same energy, and I pushed them. Um, eventually, the younger brother got onto the EYBL circuit because, you know, he naturally just got a lot better just through working out all the time. He just wasn't going as hard as he should. When he finally faced that real competition and finally started to realize how good he is and how good he could be, things turned up. So, you know, sometimes, you know, the kid might end up quitting, and other times the kid might turn up. So, obviously, we just got to keep rolling with it and just keep going and keep working until hopefully, you know, the leaf turns over. Absolutely. Yeah. Now I got one more. I got one more question actually from Peter. Peter sent me this one. So like this is a pretty good question, and I think we all could kind of chime in on it. Um, what's the best best method for building uh, a training brand? Uh, he said he's 23 years old and he's a fairly high level hooper. Now, first, my first thing would be this: do not try to sell your training brand on how good of a player you were, because if that's how you how you do it. I don't know how that's going to work out. I know a lot of dudes that could hoop that can't teach basketball. So that'd be my number one thing with don't, you know, try to sell, oh, yeah, I'm a trainer and I played here or I played there. Like, worry about the training. I think that'd be my, like, my right off the bat, like, that'd be my initial jump. And then going back to what we've been saying, like, know your stuff. If you know your stuff, it's all going to kind of come around for you and and it's all going to work out. Uh, Ryan, you got anything to add to that? Uh, yeah, when I started, I had a few people, obviously, you know, you always work, you always got a couple people that you work out for free. Yep. Um, you know, we all do. So I had a couple people that had been rocked with me for a long time. One kid going to Yale and one dude that, uh, 
uh, I told you he played no high school ball, but he made it to the G League this year. Um, so really just establishing your name and growing those strong relationships um, with as many people as you can is, is super important. And just kind of, like, you know, I try to go to as many games as I can and keep in touch with them and call them all the time. Um, but like, like I've always said, just work your ass off, treat people right, um, focus on the current people that you have instead of trying to get more people. Um, you really focus on the product and the results of those, you know, even if it's just four or five people that you have, kill it with them. Just absolutely destroy it. Work your ass off for them. Make sure that they become the greatest they can be. And then slowly and surely people will start coming to you. Um, and at the same time, since you're training them for free, you can kind of use them as guinea pigs. Figure out what works. Figure out what they like. Figure out how you yep. can start to help people. Yep. You know, and, and I'm sure they're going to tell their friends, um, hey, why don't you come work out? And then you just figure out, you know, the business side of it. Free this, free that, you know, buy one and get one. What I don't know. However, you know, people try to figure out their business to start. And eventually you'll kind of get it down and, and uh, establish policies and such. I like that. Peter, what do you got? Content. <laughs> you gotta get out freaking daily content, bro. That's not even a question. Like, like, bro. Like when I first started Instagram, I had no clue about it. And hey, then you're I welcome. Had like a you're welcome. Hour phone call with Ryan, bro. <laughs> and then I had like a three-hour call with Ryan, bro. And Ryan put me on a lot of things, bro. And uh, yeah, because of Ryan, like uh, Ryan helped me a lot with social media. And uh, yeah, bro, daily content. Bring people value for free. And like yes. Ryan said, try get in the gym with like some of the guys that can bring you notoriety and like get them in obviously for free, but that will pay you off in the long run. So, yeah. CK, what yeah, you, you know, got? You know, it was so comedy. Hold oh, on, no. Oh, oh so yeah. yeah. You no, know, you're so good. funny, though. When I talked to Peter, he was so nervous about putting out content. He was like, man, I don't know if it's good enough. I don't know if I can do it. I was like, I'm not sure, man. I'm like, bro, just put it out there. You're going to be fine. You'll <laughs> yeah. figure it out as you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, well, I remember Gary V always will be like, "Your first podcast is gonna suck. Your first video yep. is gonna suck. Like, it's only gonna get better." Like, I'm sure you guys got videos looking back on it. You're like, "Man, what was oh, I yeah. doing?" Oh, <laughs> like, it's like, oh, yes. uh, Shit, it was really uh, bad, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, CK. Go That's ahead. With anything in life. That's with anything in life, though. Like, at the time, it was like the coolest thing ever to me, and then. uh you know, I guess it's kind of going back to what's the most rewarding, like very quick. Like, uh, and you know, this, I don't know if you guys know this and my roommate from college, Peter, you might know this. My roommate from college, like started coming to all my workouts for free on a GoPro and just stuck with me. I stuck with him and now he's actually employed by overtime and slam. And it all happened through my stuff. Um, and we looked back at like some of our original videos and we were like, First yeah. off, what the hell was I teaching? <laughs> Second, <laughs> off. <laughs> Second off, what is this? And it's just like, wow, it, it, it's like when you look back at a picture of like 15-year-old you going to a school mm-hmm. dance. What the hell was, what I, the hell was I wearing? But, <laughs> yeah, but at the time, like, it was like cool as hell. So it's like, it, it, and then at the same time, it's like, it's so good to reflect on that stuff because you see where you came from, and then you also see how far you've improved, how much you've improved. Um, so I was actually like, without even knowing we were going to bring this up, I was like on my page, like scrolling all the way back. And I like was going to archive all my old stuff. And I was like, you know what? Like, this is good. Like, it, it's good for, for people to get on here and see that, like how far I've grown as a trainer and as a businessman. And, and, you know, again, I, I think hearing that from you guys is something I have to do far more often, you know, Peter knows this and, and Ant knows this. Like, I have guys in my gym weekly who are like these little internet celebrities. 
Hmm. And I, I never, I never post anything. Like I post pictures of myself, like in the gym, like the pit women's basketball content creator works for me. And you know, I get all these kids in the gym and, and I, I got to take some advice from you guys and start getting on that a little bit more. And, you know, I'm glad I heard that about Peter. Cause like, you know, Peter, you're known as like one of the guys who, yeah, I guess all you guys are like guys who are like killing it the most. Like I've had dads come to my gym and be like, do you know this 90, 10 training guy? Like do you see his videos. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Sending what? me videos of guys in Pittsburgh taking everyone's money every day. I'm like, That's my <laughs> But like, Yo, I, let me it, ask it, you guys it can be nerve wracking. Yo, let me ask you guys. You put this. a video out, like the people can, can dissect it. Yeah, yeah. Yo, I have a question for you guys. So you know, like, there's like a big myth about like uh, if you work with like NBA guys, top guys, like don't post content because then you're like automatically using them. I feel like it's bullshit. Yeah, me I too. Mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> No, if you're giving real. them a product, you can do that. It, you know what it is? It just depends on how you post it. Because if you post it and you're like, oh, this is my guy, you know, the real yes. results, and you train them like, you know, you train them like two, three times, bro, get out of here. Yeah. But if, if, <laughs> yeah, you, if yeah, you like, yeah. like, you know, I have my first NBA guy. I've been working with him for like fucking five, six years, you know. So we've been in the trenches working out, you know, every single day. I've done so much for him. He's done so much for me. That relationship is more important than anything. You don't want you to use people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I told on the last podcast, I said, like, it's about the intent. Like, if you have yeah. a good intent about posting those videos, like, I think, like, you're like, like you're good. So, yeah, so I was just curious about that. You gotta be careful about how you put it out, yeah. Yeah, yep. and, and I'm in and the- I actually uh, got it. I got I actually have a workout, so I probably got a dip here. Yeah, it would, uh, no, no, right. would real before you go. I, I want to get Gabe's take real quick, and then, then I'm gonna let you let you guys all go. Gabe, what do you got on that? You got anything you want to add? Uh, biggest thing for me that, that's really helped me is just building relationships with with the players and parents. Man, I'm I'm always trying to do my best to check up on the players and parents. You know, after sessions, if I call, text after game, whatever it is, just to see how they're doing. What can I do to help them out a little bit more? Sometimes I break down their film for them, but. I think that's the biggest thing is building relationships, man, because once you build that relationship, it lasts forever. Yeah, I love that. All right, now, I'm, I'm obviously, CK got to go, and I know you guys probably got to go, too. We, you know, this took this took pretty long. I don't want to take up too much of your guys' time. But before I let you guys all go, kind of plug yourself, let people know where to find you on, you know, social media, and uh, then I'll let you guys go. So, uh, CK, we'll start with you. Go ahead. Let them know. Uh, Coach CK4 on IG uh ck4 basketball on twitter i don't really use twitter just coach ck4 on ig <laughs> I love uh, go ahead peter what you got uh 90.10 training that's on instagram and then just 90 10 training on tiktok and then my youtube is trash so i'm not gonna say yeah my youtube <laughs> my youtube's trash now i gotta pick it up bro yeah all right ryan ryan what about you Yes, R2B-Ball on Instagram, and then on YouTube, it'd be Ryan Rizuki Basketball. And my YouTube is not trash. I got like 32,000 in there. It's just like incredible Thank you, videos. Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> Gabe. <laughs> Gabe, what do you got? Uh, Game Time Elite Training on Instagram and TikTok, and actually, and YouTube. And then uh, it's Gabe underscore Macias underscore GTET at Twitter. Awesome, cool. Hey, I appreciate you guys for hopping on and talking. I'll definitely have Let's to do, do it again, again soon. man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Are-
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Pew Podcast. If you guys want to know when new episodes come out, head over to the Apple Podcast app, subscribe to the podcast, and while you're there, leave us a review. That would help the podcast grow tremendously, and I'd really appreciate it. Lastly, make sure you guys are following me on all social media. So Twitter, I am at Anthony underscore Pew2. And Instagram, I'm at Anthony Pew2. And that's Pew, P-U-G-H. I appreciate your guys' support, and we'll catch you in the next one.